0: Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petry, and there will be a retreat in Jacksonville, Florida called Standing Strong in Resilience, Paving the Way for Good Health and a Great Future. It's a parental alienation retreat taking place April 22nd through the 24th, and it will be at the Resolution Center of Jacksonville, Florida. And it will be a time of support and renewal for parents and grandparents on the journey of parental alienation. And I will have all the information in the podcast notes. I have a new guest on. His name is Jean-Jacques Ranger. He is an investigative reporter out of Montreal, Quebec. We are going to talk about a lot of things, including CPS. So I welcome you to the show. How are you doing today? am
1: good. How are you? Okay fantastic.
0: So you also have a Facebook page called Canadian Court Watch.
1: Yeah, Canada Court Watch. And it's a group that I'm in. I'm in several groups, including uh, Amnesty International and um, human rights uh, types of um, area, in fact. And uh, I've been doing this for like, as a hobby, even for like 20, 21 years. Um, I saw some things going on in the past. And I figured those were unacceptable. And um, I just wanted to help out, Um, you know, help people who are in need and who don't have the wherewithal to help themselves. But I had no idea, no idea that in doing this, I would be pegged as, uh, you know, like someone who is anti-government, someone who is... um, Questions government who criticizes government who who doesn't like the government that's not true at all.
0: Mm-hmm. In
1: fact, I vote every election that we have. I go out and I vote because voting is important. If you don't vote, whoever you know those corrupt uh, people who want to get in will just mm-hmm. call up their friends and say, "Hey, guess what? Nobody's voting." So uh, just go and um, you know do your Joe Henry vote and get the uh, the other sixty or seventy people to do so, whatever, and we'll get in. So you have to vote. You have mm-hmm. to vote. You have to you have to be heard. Um, the, the old saying where, well, you know what, if you're going to be part of that, then you're, you're responsible for it. That's ridiculous. You need to vote, uh, because that takes up votes from, you know, those who are going to cause more hardships for people in, in the world. So you got to get mm-hmm. them out.
0: Most definitely. Um, you know, when you started, uh, Canada court watch on fa- on Facebook, how long ago did you start that?
1: Well, I did. It's, I'm not the founder. A Vern Beck uh, from uh, Ontario, province of Ontario in Canada, is in fact the founder. Um, um, I, I'm assuming he's got it going now for, well, I've been involved for over 10 years. So it must be a good 20 years that he's, uh, he's been running this. And um, when I first got involved with them, it was simply a Facebook group. And we would go once a year uh, down to Toronto where they would have the opening of the courts. It's a big session. It's a big deal for, for uh, Canada because every court in Canada, uh, in Ontario, would open up suddenly on this day and it would be like a, a fancy thing. And we would go down there and we would challenge them uh, with microphones and speakers and all kinds of stuff. We had it all set up. Um, we would challenge them with child protective service uh, corruption. Um, and we would tell them, hey, what's going on? You know, uh, people are not supposed to, anybody who goes to court and puts their hand on a Bible and says, I'm going to tell the truth. And a couple of seconds later starts lying like, uh, like there's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, that's called perjury. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about the States, but in Canada, when you perjure yourself in court, you are committing a criminal act. Mm-hmm. In the Criminal Code of Canada, there's an article there. I can't remember it offhand, but there's an article there that clearly says that when you're in a court of law, or anywhere, actually, you could be in an office building somewhere and if you take an oath to tell the truth uh, during questioning, let's say it's a discovery for a court case or whatever case, you know, whatever the situation may be. And if you start lying and if you knowingly lie in order to mislead the individual, or <clears throat> at the end of the process, the individual who will take the deciding um, person, usually a judge, uh, could be a lawyer who's in an administrative position, but if you lie purposely to mislead that person, you are committing a criminal act and i don't it's beyond me how these social workers can continue doing what they're doing knowing that they're committing criminal acts and they should be they should be getting arrested uh, even you know in the end of the day if if the uh, justice ministry steps in whether it's provincial or federal even if they step in and they stay the charges who cares the important thing is is that they're lying Mm -hmm. on the stand, uh, most often to take a child away from a loving and caring parent. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're lying. (laughs) Some of the stuff I've heard and I've seen is just, it's unbelievable.
0: Definitely. Are they actual licensed social workers or are they just inept case workers?
1: Some of them are licensed, very few. Mm -hmm. But what they've done here in Quebec, uh, Quebec is a province in Canada, what they've done here in quebec is that they have the order of social workers here it's a little bit longer than that because they include all kinds of other people that used to be simple before order of social workers and then they decided to complicate it in case the un or anybody else any international organization starts to come in and wants to you know investigate what's going on here so they complicated with a big long name but in general it's the order of social workers and um these people believe it or not they created, within, in, in cahoots with the government, they created all kinds of different titles um, where you can have an acquired rights now. So mm-hmm. you could literally just get out of CGEP, uh, get out of high school, call it whatever, and you can run down to your local CPS office and you can get hired uh, by taking a couple hour course and suddenly you have the acquired rights to, to like diagnose uh, a child in a situation Uh, diagnose a parent in a situation and put all these stupid things in a in a court report and the judge at the uh, youth courts here in quebec will actually take these things into consideration it's absolutely foolish before they used to have to be social workers accredited social workers Mm -hmm. and that was very very good because then the order of social workers at the end of the day if something if these workers did something wrong, the order has the authority to investigate and to mm-hmm. condemn them and give them reprimands or whatever. Uh, but not being a social worker anymore was just a free-for-all, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's insane.
0: Right. They're just trampling on parents' rights, on how to even raise their own children. They are out of control, even over here
1: yeah it's 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 more than than out of control out of control uh i think would designate something a small little situation that's you know for whatever reason has gone past the threshold
0: mm-hmm. but
1: um when you literally walk into someone's home uh, illegally and start accusing them of things that you know that they have not done and the more confused they get and the more they try to answer your questions, uh, then you start diagnosing them as having mental health disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, more, it's much, much more than being just out of control. Um, I, just, I would like to mention something uh, while, we're, uh, while we're on the air here. Mm-hmm. Recently, I think it was about a year, a year and a half before um, this apocalypse with COVID. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We had
1: a big, big, um, a big do here. In Quebec, because there was a, a, I think it was a five-year-old child who got murdered, uh, killed. Uh, they, there's, I think some people have been charged. I'm not sure if they've ever been found guilty because forever kids are getting killed in youth protection and nothing is ever done. Uh, especially when it has to do with the parent, uh, the, the, not the, par- oh, the parents get charged right away because the parents are the worst. if you're a biological parent and something happens to your kid. Forget it, man. You, you'll you be like Jesus Christ. You'll, they'll bring you to a cross somewhere at the top of a hill and they'll nail you there and you'll be, you'll be tortured for weeks and months. Mm-hmm. But if you're a foster parent or if you're someone who's caring for that child with an agreement by the Youth Protection Department, huh, don't worry about it. You know, you might feel uncomfortable for a couple of days, but no one's going to drag you to court. No one's going to do this. It's just it's absolute. That's another thing I'd like to mention is how the uh, child protective services absolutely uses taxpayers, hard-earned dollars, government money, to protect the foster uh, uh, parents and these people who are in the system, who are uh, keeping the system afloat, no matter what they do. Um, And I find that completely irreprehensible because anyone and everyone in these systems of mass destruction. I call them SMDs, systems Mm -hmm. of mass destruction. Anyone and everyone who supports these systems in a manner so as to make them worse or make them unaccountable or allow them to harm children at will uh, without answering questions in any way, shape, or form, anyone who has any part of that, to me, is committing a crime against humanity Mm -hmm. because children are vulnerable. Children don't have the wherewithal um, to get the knowledge, the understanding, to know how to get out of their situations, to know what's best to do for them. You're a child. I mean, it's common sense. Mm -hmm. So anyone taking advantage of that, which uh, child protective services does in an unbelievable way, they manipulate kids. They, they, they'll repeat things to kids. So the kids can repeat them. And knowing that the kids will be lying because the, the child protective service workers want the kids to go down that path. It's just, it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm just, <laughs> I haven't talked about it in such a long time because we're all trying to get through this uh, apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And you know what, just talking about it right now is like a nail piercing into my heart mm-hmm. because it really is happening and it, r- children are really suffering and it's just, you know, Like I said, we had a a big investigation there just before, a year and a half before the COVID. And we had a woman, her name was Regine uh, Laurent. The government appointed her to head a big commission, special commission um, in terms uh, regarding the Child Protective Services because of the little uh, child. I think they were five years old from Granby who died while on care. The government, you know, this guy, Francois Legault, who says so much, and does just the opposite this guy's unbelievable but he stands up and he says oh well this is unacceptable we're gonna have a commission of inquiry and we're gonna get all the bad things that are going on we're gonna learn about them all they're all gonna be exposed and we're gonna put an end to this mm-hmm. you know when he said that i kind of believed him i kind of believed him because I, I mean nobody knew this guy he's new in the, the caq um, Coalition Coalition Avenir Québec, they're a new party. They've been in power now for, uh, I don't know, two, three years. But nobody knows, nobody knew them before. So you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. And as the commission went on, I watched it from a, a distance. And I started to see some weird things happening where, to me, the government were calling all kinds of entities that are government entities Um, you know, government legal aid offices. Um, I mean, all kinds of people who were getting government grants were being called and asked to come and testify. Hmm. But very little people who were victims of these, uh, of child protective services were actually contacted. Uh, There were hardly no investigations done. And I uh, did a test. I said to myself, because I was getting phone calls from people left and right telling me this is a farce. This is a cover-up. The government is, you know, using all these millions of dollars, and they're not investigating anything. They're just making it look like it's a perfectly balanced and productive system. That's not perfect, but they're doing the best that they can. So I went down there. I I, I contacted them. I got on the website. I said, okay. I pretended I had a story, you mm-hmm. know, a story to tell, because that's what they said. If you have a story to tell, come and talk to. Them. So I went down there in person one day. And uh, first of all, they said, no, no, uh, you have to come back. And I couldn't believe it uh, because they're supposed to be getting to the bottom of things. So right. yep. So then I, um, I was a little bit, I won't say persistent, but I didn't just leave and walk away. So they actually had to do something at that point. And they sent out uh, two women who are the women that people greet when you come there and you knock on the door and say, I want to be part of your inquiry. I would like to tell my story uh, because I think it's important. Okay. So the two women come out and because of my experience uh, in doing what I do for so long, um, sure enough, something doesn't add up to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: one of those, yeah, one of them starts talking and I'm like, wait a minute, she's talking just like a social worker. Mm. Like the way she's talking here is the same as the people, because I go to meetings all the time with people. I accompany families, children in this, uh, in these situations. So I, I see firsthand the actors that are involved, these social workers. And I said to myself, these are exactly like those people that I sit quietly in these offices with and listen to. And I'm totally appalled by. And, 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 so I let them talk. And all of a sudden when they were finished talking, I said, I looked at one, I said, excuse me. What is your name again? And she gave me her name. And I said, And where did you work? Like before, you know, who do you work for? Mm-hmm. So oh, I work for the special commission. Blah, 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 blah. I said, Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Where did you work before? Oh, no. <laughs> You're not going to believe Child Protective Services. So she's mm-hmm. actually both of those people who meet uh, people who meet the individuals who are coming and who wanted to, wanted to be part of the commission of inquiry to tell their stories. Both individuals. They were not investigators appointed by the government to get to the truth. Uh, They were not people who were taking notes and who were appalled by the things that the parents and the children were saying were going on in the system in order to fix it, like this famous Francois Legault, the premier of Quebec, said he was going to do. These, in fact, individuals were there to block and to stop the truth from coming out at the inquiry. So I was freaked out when I saw that. Uh, I was totally like, what? Are you kidding me? The government has literally, uh, uh, Regine Lorrain, the woman, the commissioner of the entire inquiry, has literally gone ahead and sought out all kinds of hundreds of people working for Child Protective Services to come and work at her commission of inquiry in order to stifle people's voices, in order to stifle the truth from getting out. I was amazed and I talked to them and I told them some outrageous stuff like that the uh, child protective services here can actually go into their data bank they have a data bank called uh, Pige um, and it's the the place where they put all the notes that they meet with the parents on a day they'll at this day this time met with parents and all their observations and I'd like to say what the parents say, but they put whatever they want, Um, but they're supposed to indicate what the parents said during the meeting. And it's all listed there. Mm -hmm. And later on down the road, because of there's so much corruption involved and so many lying and so many misleading uh, and and wrongful things that they write in this peace system in order to get their agenda reached at the end of the tunnel. Uh, But whenever they get caught and whenever Uh, You know, shit hits the fan, if I can use that word online. Definitely. And and it gets hot. uh, They can go right into that page system and alter and modify their progress notes. The alter and modify the records. Now, what that means is you could be walking down the street here in Quebec, minding your own business. And uh, all of a sudden, three cop cars pull up beside you. Cops jump out, guns out. Freeze, don't move. You get arrested you're charged with a murder. <laughs> Listen to this. This is crazy. You're charged with a murder. Uh, so, you know, you're locked up, you're tied up like a sausage someplace in some detention center. And then you start to learn that after your initial meeting uh, with your lawyer, whatever, and where you tell them, you show them clearly, Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. I was in another country. This is not me. Like, and you have like a hundreds and two hundreds of what, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. they can go into those records And change everything and make it look like, yes, this person did, uh, was involved in this, did do this, and therefore, we got our man. And it's like, they'll pick you prior to anything happening and make it. They make the case as they go along. And Child Protective Services does exactly that. There most often than not is no case in the beginning. And they make it as they go Mm -hmm. along so that in the end, And it's their actions that cause a reaction and they use those reactions to make all kinds of wicked insinuations against parents. And oh my God, it just, it's unbelievable. Now, I just want to finish off on the special commission I was talking about very quickly. As I told you, the frontline workers were there to cover up and to stop important information from getting into the hands of the commission, let alone being heard by the commissioner so that it can stop. I told these people straight to their face hey, what's going on? There's individuals who are working at child protective services agencies, and this is probably being done by the government, who literally go into their data bank and can erase, modify, and alter information at will. And that is absolutely absurd. It's completely illegal. It's more than illegal, it's outrageous. And these people, You know, being involved in these situations, I thought they would call me and, Mm -hmm. you know, have me heard and have me present uh, information to prove and to show uh, what I'm talking. No, 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 nothing. And you know what happened in the end? I, I, I don't know if there's anybody watching us or who will be watching us, but I hope they're sitting down. Because in the end, and this was the first in Quebec, in the end, you remember, that I spoke about the order of social workers of Quebec. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now this entity is responsible for all the social workers and all those other workers who are want to be social workers, but have special rights uh, because they don't want them to be accountable as social workers. So they give them another title, some weird title, special this or special that. Okay. These people, the order of social workers of Quebec are the entity that if they wanted to they could crack down on all this crap and they could end it overnight. Because if you didn't listen, your ass would be grass and they would kick these social workers out. They would kick these people out and they wouldn't have anything to do with children, which at, in certain situations would be a fantastic thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So for the first time in the history of this province, and even in the history of Canada, because Regine Laurent conducted the inquiry the way she did, And she allowed the commissioners who were on the panel, even the people who went and gave testimony and had testimony against CPS and had testimony showing what CPS does and how it's corrupt, illegal, crimes against humanity, even those people were allowed to be attacked by the commissioners during the commission. Instead of them being there and listening to the evidence and saying, thank you very much for coming, they would literally. Put down and attack and ridicule, you know, lawyers even. I've seen lawyers testify and get attacked by these people right there at the inquiry. I mean, that's unacceptable. That's completely Mm -hmm. foolish. But because she did such a good job at covering the entire situation up, and there was never any investigation against any social workers or anyone, anyone whatsoever, uh, the Order of Social Workers of Quebec, the Order of Social Workers of Quebec gave an outstanding award. <laughs> for the first time in the history of Canada, gave some big, big, flashy award to Regine Laurent for the way she conducted the inquiry. Now, in life, you see things happen, and sometimes you say, well, that's borderline ridiculous. That's a borderline conflict of interest. But when you see an entity who was targeted to be investigated, because of what the workers of that, you know, the, the all over Quebec are doing in certain situations. And because they, they've been like let off the hook, not even questioned. And when you see that agency, Order of Social Workers of Quebec, actually give a fantastic award of whatever it is, prestige, or to that commissioner who held the inquiry, you know, you know mm-hmm. that there is something very, very, very bad going on. So I just wanted to, to touch base with that because as long, as long as the government of Quebec continues to ignore the problem, as long as the government of Quebec continues to um, how can I, support these kinds of things from, from carrying on, um, the system will never get better. And it's almost as if they don't want it to get better because it's a money making machine. Uh, there's, you know, there are grants and ah, oh, from federal, provincial, you name it. The money's, the money's rolling from anywhere and everywhere. And as soon as you're apparently in front of a judge and the judge puts his gavel down and says, this child uh, appears to be in danger. That second multiple hundreds of thousands, almost, who knows? There's no limit actually, but the dollars start to move instantly. And there's only two people. There's only two groups of people who never see that money. And that's the children Mm -hmm. who the government has just declared are in danger. And their biological parents who apparently need some kind of assistance. They never see the money. Mm-hmm. It's, the money is, yeah. the money changes hands to all the corrupt individuals in the industry in, in 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 the in these scams. But the very people who need the cash in order to make their lives better, they don't see a penny. It's outrageous.
0: It seems like this is a global problem. This is just it's going on everywhere throughout the whole world.
1: Uh, that that statement. When I hear that statement online, the hair comes up on my back. I don't have hair on my back, but I'm just saying. Uh, (laughs) It it bothers me because, yes, I would agree that child protective services is an industry um, that is worldwide as we speak. But there are some countries who do not have it. Uh, I don't believe Russia has child protective services for one. I'm not trying to say that, you know, I don't know anything about Russia, whether it's good or bad place. You hear so much negative that, you know, one would tend, at least over here in uh, North America, we tend to to say, well, Russia's bad, you know, but in fact they don't have child protective service. There are countries in the world who do not have that and will not have that um, for good reasons because, um, The biological parent is the most important um, connection to any fetus, to any baby, to any child uh, that grows up thereafter. Because there there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, um, how could I say, not investigations, but um, studies that have been done that shows the bond between the biological maternal and paternal parents of a child, maternal being the mother maternity and all that and paternal being the dad because he's paternally collected. He uh, connected to the child, through the male part of it. Um, there have been so many studies that have spoken about this repeatedly, how important it is for every child to have contact with uh, the maternal and paternal sides of their creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you try to stop that, the, the disconnection of those two individuals in a child's life, should only be done <clears throat> in very, very, very serious circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, very serious circumstances. And one of them to me uh, would be if and when there is a problem uh, in a child's life and if and when the mother or the father are responsible, because that's not always the case. Um, and if and when uh, said parent uh, refuses to identify with the possible um, reasoning behind their uh, responsibility in the negative uh, interaction with the child and the consequences on the child thereafter. And lastly, if and when they don't want to uh, take part in any kind of an intervention uh, in order to change uh, that behavior so that the child would thereafter be free of uh, this type of uh, negativity. Uh, A very basic word, but there's all kinds of examples. Yeah, uh, only in those circumstances. Um, Here in Quebec, uh, there's been a lot of talk and the government has gone ahead and literally taken away the rights of the biological parents to children now. And they've made a law. It seems that they've made a law. It's it's all been done in French and I haven't been following it up too much, but I've been reading a bit here and there in, in, uh, in French. And it seems they've made a law where they're now saying that the minute a child is born, blah, 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 whatever, it's the state is the parents of the child. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I swear to God, like, you know, this might be unrelated, Marianne, this might be unrelated, but I watched something yesterday that horrified me. And it brings me to think back, I don't know how many years, well, I guess it was during the special commission when when I heard these things, but the government of Quebec was literally using children, five, six, seven-year-old. You know when you hear a child's voice speaking mm-hmm. and you know you can tell that they don't have those other words and they're using those limited words to express. It's kind of cute. It's, mm-hmm. it's cute. I mean, you, you hear it and you know what I'm talking about and you say, well, wow, that was kind of cute. But the government of Quebec was using children and I think they still are. I don't know if it stopped, but they were using children on commercials. Uh, if you're in a... If you're, you know, in a family and, and you know, you're being beaten or or if you have it hard or things are going on that you don't agree with, call Child Protective Services. <laughs> they were using kids in these commercial. And if you call the 1-800 number, the recording would be a kid. And that's was, sick. That's sick. I, you know what? That is absolutely sickening. There's no justifying of that a child is a child and a child doesn't have the wherewithal again to understand any of these situations and to use a child in that way that is child abuse in itself Mm -hmm. so while the government says that they want to get down to the nitty-gritty and find out you know how children are being abused and stop it whether it's the systemic or from the uh, biological family or whatever and they want to end it but they're doing it themselves To the children. Now, the reason I brought this up is because yesterday or the day before, last couple of days, there was a TV show here in Quebec. I wish I could remember the name because I'd be more than happy to put this out to the entire world the name of this show. But there was a TV show here in Quebec. You're not going to believe this, but Francois Legault, our great leader here in Quebec, was on the show as a big hero. And during the show, They had a little five or six-year-old boy come on. And they were asking the little boy, "Um, son, what should we do? What would you do if you saw people who were unvaccinated, who did not get the vaccine vaccine for COVID? And you know what the little boy was programmed to say? (laughs) I call the police. Like Oh, no. Like... The, this You know what? This imbecile, this imbecile, the premier of Quebec, was party to a scheme where a child was being taught, a young child was being taught to squeal on or, or to have authority over adults around him and to do something and to hate them, to be mm-hmm. afraid of them, to fear them if they were quote unvaccinated
0: mm-hmm.
1: who does that who yeah. in this entire world i'm surprised this guy's not in handcuffs like it's outrageous mm-hmm. and apparently everybody everybody in the audience of this tv show clapped when the little boy said i'd call the police or however he said like police how can that be
0: well that's emotional child abuse what they put this kid through who doesn't know that and they're also creating a narcissist
1: with this child exactly exactly but that's the government that's that's not just the government that's the government leader his name Mm -hmm. is francois legault and I, i gotta tell you i i had no judgment against this man or about this man prior i've seen some stupid situations but everybody has their off days Mm-hmm. So I try not to, you know, be, you know, critical. But when I saw this and when I, when I, when I read this and I saw what happened, there is no excuse. Mm-mm. There is absolutely no excuse. This guy's got his head so far up. Justin's Trudeau's behind. It's just insane. We have a prime minister here in Canada who is going on national TV and saying, get those unvaccinated people. Do it. You got to stop them. They are endangering our lives. Who does that? There are studies. We don't even know that what happens with this vaccine. I mean, it's, it's, it's common knowledge throughout the world there. The tests have not been done. Enough (laughs) tests have not been done. There are so many, I, I can't remember the country, but I read last night and I saw a video where police were served, with an injunction by a court in a certain country, because the police were actually vaccinating people uh, or, or, or doing whatever it was they were doing to, to um, facilitate vaccinations. And because of all the deaths, because of all the uh, secondary effects of those vaccinations, they were a court intervened and stopped them, stopped them through a court order.
0: Yeah, it just uh, rings back to 1945 and Adolf Hitler.
1: It's crazy, I'm telling you. It's it's very, very sad. Um, Maybe I will mention this. A year and a half ago, well, when COVID started, I forget what the reasoning was. I think it was, I had to pick something up. But I was at um, a McGill University installation uh here in uh, here in montreal there's libraries i mean they have a big big um network and um the public of course can you know uh, is allowed to be there and i walked i only walked through i believe it was a very cold winter day and i went from one end and i said oh boy i'm gonna take advantage of this i'm not walking out in this biting cold i'm gonna walk through this you know and i did and you know what's really weird i, I was shocked this is mcgill university in montreal quebec and this is positive. What I'm going to talk about here, I'm not putting them down. What I'm going to say is, it shocked me. As I walked down the long corridor, because I was going from one point A to point B, I, I looked, I noticed, now everywhere else in Montreal, there was COVID this, COVID that, blah, 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 blah beware, beware, blah, everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere. And as I walked down the corridor of this McGill University installation, I glanced at the wall because, you know, sometimes you see crap, uh, not crap, but sometimes you see stuff on posters and it's really neat because, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, that's, that, that's going to happen. Okay. Date and time, take a note. And I'm going to be part of that. If it's social justice, whatever, it's fun. But I noticed on the wall, a big sign. And there were several of them, you know, from point A to point B. And uh, (laughs) I didn't see the word COVID anywhere on that sign. But what I saw (laughs) was this, please remember to wash your hands. And if you have any flu-like symptoms to do this, that, and the other thing, they were simply talking about flu-like symptoms and informing the public in that immediate area, whoever would see the signs, to take precautions. Mm-hmm. And those precautions were positive and they were, they were exactly right. But I swear to God, it's like, it's like somebody grabbed me and shot me on my butt and then woke me up mm-hmm. because I saw on those, There was nothing about COVID. There was no fear instilled or projected to anyone for anything. Common sense, mm-hmm. very, very, very intelligent. And that's what really kind of snapped me out of everything and gave me some hope. And mm-hmm. I said, wait a second. This is, this is exactly true. These, this is a flu type situation. It's very um, transmittable, apparently. Look, I'm not a doctor. I don't want to pretend to be. But when I saw those signs at the Begill University, I was, I was like, it's like somebody had taken me and invisibly grabbed me and hugged me and said, don't worry, things are mm-hmm. going to be okay. Whereas if you were looking at the government signs and every other institution that's, you know, a following government, you would be scared to go out. Mm-hmm. I've spoken to kids. My, my son has friends. And I've spoken to kids and, you know, they're saying, I'm staying in. I'm not going out, even if it's Christmas, even if it's New Year's. Mm -hmm. I'm staying in the house, and I feel horrible when I hear that. Mm -hmm. Because people need fresh air. That's what you need. You need to breathe. You know, ninety percent of the people who get healed in hospitals, when you walk in, uh, even if you're hospitalized, it's it's pushed um, fresh oxygen. You know that that they 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 forced oxygen that's going through your body and it heals the COVID inside of you because it's air. And when, mm-hmm. you, when you see people outside, I'm looking this way because that's my window. When you see people outside walking down the street, nobody's anywhere near them for 500 meters either way and they have masks on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, and I'm like, sometimes if I have extra time, which is not often, but sometimes I, I will engage a conversation with them and I will try to tell them explain to them, you know, you do have an immune system, uh, and your body does need oxygen to operate. So you, if you cut water, oxygen, uh, you know, food, uh, I guess you don't need food to survive. You can always survive forever on water apparently, but I'm trying to explain to them that if you cut your oxygen level, um, <laughs> it's not going to have a positive effect on your body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I just wanted to throw that out there that people have been so scared have been sent in such a panic so much fear it's absolutely there are you know since the beginning i don't know why well how, how we got the covid but anyway since the beginning the only thing we haven't gotten as a public is information
0: mm-hmm.
1: right from the start everybody was holding governments were holding information and here in Quebec, they're trying to say that, you know, we had hundreds and hundreds of of old people that died in in nursing homes because they didn't take any precautions. The government didn't do anything. They waited until the COVID got into the nursing home. And then they said, Oh my God, we got to do something by then half, you know, 95% of the nursing home were dead.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then they said, well, we didn't do anything. We didn't know. I have to say that's bullshit Mm -hmm. because ever since Wuhan, all the indicators that were happening back then and spread quickly through the world. But there was information coming out of where uh, the COVID originally started and the other places it did. It wasn't here overnight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Trudeau never closed the borders. He kept the planes coming in from hotspots all over the world for almost a year. And now he's on national TV saying, get those unvaccinated people. If you're vaccinated, you have the right to get that unvaccinated Bro, tell the truth. Mm -hmm. You did so much to cause absolute grief Canada-wide. People have died all over Canada, and it's because of your negligence and your incompetence. Don't come out as the hero today Mm -hmm. and and try to blame it on the unvaccinated. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. Anyway.
0: Well, it's kind of like CPS that's a day late and a dollar short.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A couple of dollars short. It's crazy. And it's, you know, it's really too bad because it's not like they're lacking resources. I mean, these people have tons of, look at the cars they drive, look at the vacations they take. Look, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely, I've seen situations where I'm accompanying people and as soon as they get the kid, when I get the kid means as soon as they convince a judge that the child is in danger, Some some imaginary danger. In a lot of in a lot of cases, it's imaginary, but they convince the judge by lying. And as soon as that happens, you don't see the worker for like two weeks.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, what does that mean? That means the worker got a paid vacation for two weeks and is not is not on job. Is who knows where? Because they got the kid in the system, and they did their job. Now that now they have the benefits.
0: Yeah, this is just, uh, it's, it's appalling. I just uh, wish they would just go away.
1: <laughs> well, I used to think that. I, I, I honestly used to think that because when you see the effects on children
0: mm-hmm.
1: of, um, of the system, of these systems uh, of mass destruction, SMD, when you see the effects on children directly, yeah. You uh, you know there were many times when I just wished you know <clears throat> go pick on somebody else man like you know what mm-hmm. leave this family alone and but I have to you know I, I'm a logical person um, so I have to be you know lo- logical and I have to be you know have to stay in reality there are some bad parents mm-hmm. uh, in the world <laughs> you know not every parent is good or great and even if you're not a great parent who cares as long as you don't consistently and repeatedly abuse and hurt your child Mm -hmm. sometimes you know within a family dynamic there's going to be fighting there's going to be arguing Mm -hmm. you know a parent might see a kid do something for the same time you know after 10 times and say what the hell Mm -hmm. yeah okay the parent yelled at the kid yeah okay the kid was like got upset because the parent yelled at them. but you know what these are isolated incidents and in a family dynamic these things, when they occur, actually help the child to become an adult that they become one day and puts them in a, in a, in a proper um, frame of mind so as to be responsible and, mm-hmm. and you know to carry their load in life. Um, but there are other situations, uh, you know, if, if a child is beaten, uh, you know, repeatedly, I'm not just talking a smack on the butt. I'm talking like, you know, hurt. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you could tell when a parent is not something's wrong, something's off. Um, We need child protective services Mm -hmm. in those situations, but they are far and very few. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing I'd like to say, though, is that. And this talk, this uh, talks a bit uh, goes towards what you just said. I just I just wish they would disappear. I can I kind of understand where you're coming from, because you know what? A parent or a family that has a small problem uh, and Child Protective Services gets involved. That small problem that could have been dealt with through community resources, uh, there's all kinds of ways that the problem or the situation could have been rectified very quickly and very easily. But the minute Child Protective Services gets involved, they cut off all the resources in the community to that family. They say, okay, we're involved now. You're out, you're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. Suddenly the family has no resources. (laughs) <laughs> all those people that were working with them in the, in the past to help them and keep them solidified and uh, you know a good family productive and well organized and uh, you know just going on surviving um, they're gone and child protective services then sits back and just waits you and you know the family's freaking out because they had all these resources in the past that they were functioning well with And all of a sudden, no one's doing anything anymore because they were told to stand down because CPS is involved. And CPS just waits for something to happen, for something to explode. And even before something happens, parents are smart. They'll call the worker and say, hey, this is my situation. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm gonna check into that and I'll get back to you. They don't. They don't get back to them or they get back to them and they talk about something else and distract the parent and lead the parent into a different direction, but don't deal with the original reason why the parent called them So when I'm, in general, I just want to say that when CPS gets involved, they literally waste taxpayer dollars to make the situations much more complicated and much, much more worse, because then they can justify being involved. It's just, it's pitiful. And Francois Legault, the premier of Quebec, had a wonderful opportunity several years ago to put an end to this, to actually stop it and to help children and make things better. Mm -hmm. And he completely screwed it up. He knowingly completely screwed it up. Mm -hmm. I don't know even how this guy can look himself in the mirror in the morning because it's unbelievable. And he, he went on TV saying, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We know there's a problem. It's clear. It's obvious. So, we're going to have this inquiry and we're going to find out what all the little problems are and we're going to get rid of them. We're going to deal with them once and for all. What a hypocrite.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: He never did such a thing at all. He hired a woman whose job it was, was to stifle everyone and anyone who came forward and was trying to tell the government what was going on. And that to me, that And those are crimes against humanity, because these are not just affecting one or two people. This affects the whole province, every child and every family in this province. And for him to have done that, knowingly done that, to save face for Quebec in front of the entire world, but yet ignored the ongoing systemic serious, serious problems of this institution, is completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable.
0: I agree with you. This is. Uh,
1: you I'm know. starting to. See, I'm starting to see. I talk a lot. I...
0: No, that's fine. No, that's <laughs> fine. Cause, you know, we all need to know what's going on everywhere. I mean, this is a problem everywhere. And um I was going to ask you if someone wants to contact you, how can how can they reach you?
1: Um. Through you, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. You know what? Um. Yeah, I am finding this is kind of weird, but I'm involved uh, in exposing CPS worldwide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the reason I say that is because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in Australia, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I'm vocal. Uh, I'm I'm on some of the sites, some of the uh, Facebook sites uh, mm-hmm. all over the world, and. You can tell when someone makes a posting on a Facebook group and the way it's worded, it's, it's, you can tell sometimes that it's a CPS worker. It's not really an individual. It's a CPS worker making that post. And they're trying to sound as if they're a parent in need, but the words that they're using is criminalizing parents. They're they're, they're wording it in such a way where they pretend to be, a friend of biological parents and you know, they're not sure what's going on with CPS anymore, but yet they say things like, well, I've abused drugs for like uh, several months now and whatever, stupid, stupid comments Mm -hmm. where, you know, (laughs) this is not, this is not a biological parent asking for help. This Mm -hmm. is some uh, Mm yo-yo, a CPS worker, who is putting this posting here to dirty the image and credibility of biological parents everywhere. And yeah, so I, I expose them. Um, I ask questions and I get them to, you know, show the whole group. So mm-hmm. to make a long story short, uh, these agencies don't really like me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, basically because I, <clears throat> I protect children. Uh, if a child comes to me and it's happened uh, several times, a child has come to me uh, through the grapevine, whether it be their parents or school or whatever, and they tell me, you know, this is going on. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to ignore that. I'm, going to, I'm not going to call CBS, that's for sure, but I will involve, um, I'll try to get a network uh, of support for the family uh, as quickly as possible. And sometimes it's as simple as just sitting down and talking with the mom or the dad. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes people haven't been where you've been, they haven't gone where you've gone, and just talking to someone You know, I've been walking down the street sometimes and I laugh because kids are amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been walking down the street sometimes, quiet, minding my own business, going from point A to point B. And I run into a kid having a serious meltdown, man. Mm -hmm. And the parents, (laughs) the poor parents, you look at their faces and you know, Mm -hmm. oh, this poor parent. You know, if, uh, I'm sure right now they're wishing they were never even born because this is, this is just crazy. And, but that's why I say kids are tremendous. Kids are fantastic because kids have the ability to completely upset the parent at any given time, any given place. Anyway, so I'm walking down the street sometimes and I see a parent and a kid and there's a conflict. And, you know, that parent has to be in a very important meeting in, in a couple of seconds. And they're, they're like, oh, my God, you, they're freaking out. And the kid is escalating and escalating and escalating. and there's been times where I have inserted myself in these situations. Something so simple of take, taking a piece of paper out of my pocket or, or, or seeing something and pointing to it and saying, is that, is that a purple sign over there? And you know why I do that? To distract the child. Mm-hmm. And once the child is distracted, they don't escalate anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they're like, they're in a new world. They're in a new place. But the poor parent couldn't even. You can't think of that when you're in that kind of a situation because you're like, ah, you're pulling your hair out. So I just wanted to say, sometimes it's just by talking
0: mm-hmm.
1: to someone that you can induce positive, uh, and you can diffuse a situation. I've had many parents look at me with tears in their eyes, saying thank you, and just walking away. Mm-hmm. And these, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm a good person for doing this. I'm not trying to take credit here. But what I am saying is that kids are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Kids are wonderful. Um, but it takes a, 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 an entire society, a tire, an entire village to raise a child.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So sometimes it's nice to give some input at the right time, at the right place, in order to soothe a situation and help the parent, uh, you know, get over it. Because mm-hmm. it's just because things happen doesn't mean a parent is a bad parent. I mean you remember back in the day I don't know how many kids are in your family but we only had uh, three uh, children and my mom and my dad so there was five of us at the most um, But I don't know if you don't I mean I know that back in the day like way before me it wasn't unheard of to have like 10 12 kids in a family man mm-hmm. so you got to understand that in that family dynamic there are going to be problems mm-hmm. and imagine this CPS was to you know single out every problem and take all those kids and 11 kids in the system and one left at home. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Mm-hmm. But those 12 children living amongst each other for who knows how many years and everyone watching the other one in their experiences. And then you, that experience is passed down and passed down and the, the younger kids get the best of it or the middle kids perhaps get the best of everything because they see the whole dynamics. These children grow up to be very, very, very strong adults.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: not because they were like never yelled at or never told to pick up their toys, but because they were in that family dynamic where they were exposed to all kinds of stuff, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and and it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. It's a great Mm -hmm.
0: thing. Um, well, can, can people reach you on your Facebook site? Um, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. People can uh, reach me on uh, Facebook. You can look for Jean Jacques, which is J E A N. Then J A C Q U E S, and then John, J O H N, and Ranger, R A N G E R. Um, You can reach out to me there. I will definitely get back to you. I don't ignore any messages, I get back to everyone. Um, Some of them are overwhelming um, of people who have been suffering for years and years and years. And um, I got to tell you, when I get, when I see people uh, on groups telling these people to just get over it, Mm. nothing pisses me off more than someone saying, look, get on with your life. Forget about your kid. You'll Mm -hmm. have a better, uh, things will be better for you tomorrow. That is a crock. Mm -hmm. That is nothing but a crock because you know what? These people are hurting and no matter how long it's been since they haven't seen their child, same as me walking down the street and seeing that kid having a meltdown and seeing the parents ready for the insane asylum picked up by the the men and put in a a straitjacket, you know, that's how bad some of these situations were. And it's the same thing. Parents who haven't seen their kids in years, there could be something that could be done to initiate that child, to distract that child from the pattern of perhaps a permanent alienation that the other parent has been, you know, directing towards that child for who knows how many years. Uh, But there, there are ways to induce change in any Mm -hmm. situation and I strongly believe that time heals, number one. It's, it's sad to say that, but time does heal. And any situation is possible to be corrected, uh, no matter where, where the situation at is or what it's at. So you know what? Don't forget about your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't listen to that crap. Um, love your children. Um, if you can, let them know without breaking a court order. Go ahead and do so. There are many, many, many ways. Sometimes we don't even, we don't think of them because we're, we're, you know, when you're not in the situation, it's so easy to have a solution. But when you're, when you're the one in that situation, you're like, Oh, oh, what am I going to do? And it's, yeah, it's like mission impossible, but, um, there's always where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, I just don't like when I hear people get on with your life, you know, it'll be a better tomorrow and you have to let go bullshit. You don't that's have to right. let go. That's your, that's your flesh and blood, man. Right. These are seeing. your, yeah. Of, <laughs> if uh. I, and these are specialists. These are, these are like specialists who say this, you know, like, whoa.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> scary. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I had you come on the show. Um, don't, don't jump off. Okay. Okay. Slam the is a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in the family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marian Petrie, author of "Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again for another exciting episode. Thank you again, John.
1: Thank you.